Hello, 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 hello. R.C. Blakes here, R.C. Blakes. I am so excited to be able to share with you again. Um, we have a powerful, powerful discussion today. Um, I was just sitting down and pondering uh, the thoughts that I'm going to share with you today. And this is in reference to a strategy or method that a wise woman should employ when discerning if a man is right for her or not. You know, so often, so often women get caught up in situations and scenarios where um, emotionally you get kind of carried away. Nobody's really ever sat you down to teach you how to discern a man, a good man from a bad man. And um, you make a lot of mistakes and you you find yourself um, leaping into situations uh, long before you uh, look into the situation. You leap before you look. And it's because nobody's taught you. Relationships have to be approached um, not emotionally, but cerebrally and spiritually. You have to approach relationships from your from your spirit, from your core, from your center, and from your mind. You have to really think your way uh, into a relationship. Don't fall in love, but walk in love, walk into it, uh, discerning, as I teach in a lot of my different um, lessons and books and programs, asking the right questions and uh, having certain expectations of yourself, holding yourself to a certain standard um, when embracing a relationship. So I call this and this is something I promise, this is something the Holy Spirit just kind of gave me uh, as I was really flying. I was traveling and I, I thought to bring it and deliver it to you. I call it the LET method, the L-E-T, the LET method of discerning a man, the LET method. And that's an acronym and LET stands for language energy, and treatment. These three things must be scrutinized um, in any man that you would entertain as a potential relationship. This is why it is never wise to just jump off into something before you have uh, done your due diligence in terms of discerning, um, in terms of scrutinizing. Scrutinizing, discerning his language, his energy, and analyzing his treatment of you. How many times have you known women that have um, landed square in the middle of somebody's bed? created a sexual soul tie, gotten impregnated, and didn't even know who this person was. Well, why, why, why do women behave like that? Now, you have certain that want to push back and tell me that, you know, um, 
it's it's women's liberation. That ain't no women's liberation. That's women. That, that's women's incarceration. I call it female slave conditioning. You're not liberated because you just lay your body down in the middle of somebody's bed you don't even know and have all of this sex and get all of these diseases and create all of these soul ties and and have babies for somebody and then after the fact you come to the counselor to the police talking about uh he's a sociopath why didn't you know that before you got in the middle of the bed it's because nobody ever sat you down to teach you that you can't be led by your uh you know your sexuality you can't be led by your uh your broken self-esteem that's searching for affirmation and will do anything to just be affirmed even if it means giving your body to somebody you don't know any wise woman is going to scrutinize and discern this man's language is going to take the time to feel and to experience his energy and is going to analyze his treatment of her. But how many women do you know that actually do that? How many women have ever even been told that this is necessary to do? So let's jump into number one. The language. The language of a man is more important than you realize. How does a man pimp a woman? How does a man take a woman and convince her to sell her body, risk her life, risk her health, and then bring the money back to him. How does he do that? Does he put a gun to her head and, and threaten her life to make her do that? I guess in some cases that may be it, but in most cases that's not it. Most men that pimp women, pimp women with their words. Because... Words are not just words. Words are spiritual. And when a woman opens her heart and her ears to the words of a man, she doesn't realize it, but that language is seeping into the inner chambers of her being, and it's either building certain things up or that language is tearing certain things down. And there's something about um, when a woman is being broken by a man's language. And see, sometimes that language is in the name of um, constructive criticism. Sometimes that language is in the name of counsel or advice. And the reality is when you leave the experience of that conversation, that, that dialogue or that monologue, the language of that man has either built you up or the language of that man has torn you down. 
and when when a man's language tears you down and see that this happens gradually when a man's language is designed to tear you down it happens gradually but it also happens intentionally a man intentionally breaks a woman down with language and when you're when that language breaks you down it's like your, your soul is fractured and then you become addicted to the voice of that man. So even though every time you go back and listen to that man, that man is consistently diminishing your self-perspective and emptying your self-esteem with his words, but somehow you, you're, you're addicted to it now. And you keep going back for more and for more and for more. Never understanding, you know, you, you, you feel this, you feel something happening. You know that you're changing and not for the better, but you're not understanding that you're being impacted by the spiritual nature of those demonic words this man is speaking. And when you flip that coin, when you find uh, a healthy man, a good man, a righteous man, his language builds you up. Hmm. His language many times can begin to even fill certain areas of your self-esteem that may have been lacking. Because language, words are not just words, words are spiritual. Even Jesus said, the words I speak unto you, they are life and they are spirit. See, as, as I'm speaking to you now, these words are spiritual and they're designed to do what? to awaken, to open your consciousness, to bring healing to broken areas. The same way I'm using my language as a man to bring healing to a generation of women and even men, there are the majority of men who are using their words to intentionally break you down, to tear all of your walls down that they might plunder your value without price. This is how a GED woman or a PhD woman is manipulated by a GED man. The GED man studies the PhD woman, while the PhD woman studies all of the other disciplines that she studied to, to, to get her degrees and so forth and so on. She never thought to study the men that she would open her life to. And no one ever told her that it was important to study a man. All she knows is, I think he's cute, he has swag, and he's, he's saying all the right stuff, so let's rock and roll. And then it's 15 soul ties later. But listen to what the Bible says relative to language in Proverbs 18, 21. It says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Words are never just words. Words are spiritual containers that carry either good or bad intentions from one person's heart into another. A woman, now you have to also understand this. Um, men and women are different. A man is easily manipulated by the visual. A woman is easily manipulated by those things that would touch the heart. 
So, you know, when a woman wants to manipulate a man, she takes off her clothes and she does certain movements and she does, she puts on certain music and she gets the pole and she comes down the pole like a snake and the man is sitting there like, he may have just left church, got his Bible in one hand and he's sitting there like that. He's mesmerized because the way a woman breaks down the defenses of a man is through the visual. A husband and wife can be can can have a, a massive argument, and I mean they can be not not speaking, but she can go into the shower and come out with the right something on or not something on, and and all of a sudden he's sitting there. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, because we are what we our defenses are broken down with the visual, but when a man wants to break down the defenses of a woman. He uses those things that would touch the heart, which are what? Words. I can't take my finger and 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 manage a woman's heart. I can't grab a woman. No, no. I can't grab her heart. If I want to impact a woman's heart, if I want to get into her soul, I use words. So so language is the woman's kryptonite, you know, Superman, as strong as he was, kryptonite is the thing that weakened him. Well, the language of a man is the kryptonite of a strong woman. Because a woman is created to be more spiritual and even more emotional. I believe that. Now, there's no particular Bible verse that says that, but when you look at the creation of Adam and Eve, Adam created from the dust of the ground, God created him and then breathed into him the breath of life and Adam became a living soul, mind, will, thought. When God got ready for the woman, he put Adam to sleep and he reached inside of Adam and pulled woman from the inner parts of Adam. So a woman is more internal, she was created from things internal, while a man is more external, visual, want to touch something because he was created from things external. So when, when a man wants to touch the inner parts of a woman, he uses words because a woman is highly sensitized to things that impact her emotionally. That's how you have um, very beautiful women sometimes with not you know, necessarily such attractive men. Sometimes, you know, sometimes it's about the, the bank account, just, just to keep it real. But, I mean, if all things are equal and things are, are, are honest and sincere... You'll find a woman that, you know, looks like she might be with a, a, a certain type of man and she's not. She's with a man that you at least expect. It's if she's sincerely with him is because he has he has touched her heart in a way that has what moved her. So the only way going back to what I said, the only way to impact a person internally is through language. And so when a woman is hearing a man talk, you have to understand that there's more going on than just somebody bumping their gums. 
that this could very well very this could very well and probably more than likely is an intentional effort to penetrate your defenses emotionally so as to gain entrance to your your heart and to manage and manipulate your life and to put you in a prison that may be most difficult to break out of. You can no longer just sit and allow a man to just speak all of this stuff into your spirit and you just wink at it like, you know, it's just it's nothing, like it's a cartoon on the TV or something. No, no. This may very well be a smiling predator using a weapon of choice designed to penetrate your intellectual um, and your emotional defenses. And before you know it, you're caught up in a trap, you're caught up in a tie, and you don't know how to get out of it. So a woman must scrutinize the language a man uses with her. You know, when a man starts using certain language, uh, a woman should... That should be a red flag. You just meet the man and he's, he's, you know, I always say to, to women that will hear me when a man knows exactly what to say. And a man is saying all of the right stuff, slow down. Don't speed up. Some women say, oh, he said all the right stuff. He said all of the right things. He's saying all of the right stuff. And, and she speeds up because she thinks that's a sign that he's sent from God. No, I mean, sent straight from the devil. He just knows exactly, he knows what kind of bait to use for you. So language, watch this. A woman must scrutinize that language that a man uses with her. And you have to ask yourself a couple of questions. Does his language build confidence in me? When a man speaks to you, does his language build confidence? You see, you know, you'll notice something very consistent about um, most of your exes in a lot of cases. Um, they never really spoke to your confidence. They always spoke to your ego. They never really spoke to your confidence. They always spoke to your broken consciousness, your empty self-esteem. So they would always talk about how fine you were, how beautiful you were. They always spoke to that. They never really, there was nothing they said or did that built your confidence. Then you had these other guys that you, you, you kind of wrote off. All they did was speak to your confidence. They, they affirmed you. They esteemed you. They they spoke to your vision. They spoke to your accomplishments. But that didn't move you because broken consciousness needs what? The ego stroke. Broken consciousness needs to be um, affirmed in a sensual type way when it comes down to a woman. So, so does his language build confidence? Or does this man's language create doubts? Does this man's language... When you talk to this man, does this man's language uh, eradicate self-control to the point, you know, you, you're ready to take your clothes off and do whatever. You've just lost complete control. You've been separated from your values, from your morals. You've been separated from all of that, all of that just through a conversation. 
Language is important. Words are not just words. Words are spiritual. Language, the language of a man can break the soul. You can be the most disciplined woman. You can have your life on track. You can be spiritually on point. You can have your future in view and sit down and allow yourself to partake in a conversation with a man that is skilled at penetrating the defenses of a woman through words. And when you come out of that situation, you won't know your head from your tail, up from down. You will have been divorced from everything that makes you who you really are. And this man will have firm grip on your soul. So a wise woman in discerning a man pays very close attention to the language of that man. Any man that takes the occasion to speak down to you, to disrespect you. Something's going on there. If you look in Proverbs 26, verses 23 through 26 in the Amplified, it says, Like a common clay vessel covered with the silver dross, making it appear silver when it has no real value, are burning lips, murmuring, manipulative words, and a wicked heart. He who hates, listen to this carefully, disguises it with his lips. But he stores up deceit in his heart. When he speaks graciously and kindly to conceal his malice, do not trust him. For seven abominations are in his heart. Though his hatred covers itself with guile and deceit, his, his malevolence will be revealed openly before the assembly. What is that text telling you? That text is telling you that you have to be smarter than just taking a person at, you know, for what they say. Huh? Oh, but he told me he loves me. He told you and 200 other women like you that he loves them. When you're done with him, you're going to find out he told the girl that you work with. He loved her too. Because a malicious heart hides behind loving lips. And so they'll say enough, just enough, you know, with a smile. And the reality is, if, if you did a deep dive into the conversation, you will be able to determine that on more than one occasion in every conversation, there was something in there that was challenging your values. There was something in there, in that conversation, that was eroding your confidence all in the power of what? Language. So now number two, the let method. Take your time to discern, analyze the language of a man. And then secondly, experience his energy. Don't ignore the energy of a man. Don't ignore the energy of a man. 
See, there's an energy that you can feel right now. You know, there, there's an energy that you can feel. And every person has an energy that they cannot, they really can't even disguise it if the other person is, you know, um, intuitive. And everybody has the capacity to be intuitive or spiritual and discerning. It's just a matter of choosing to get out of your head and get out of your carnality and to kind of drop down into the spiritual capacity and to even pray before an encounter. God, let me feel the true energy of this person beyond their presentation, beyond their words, beyond what they look like on paper. Let me feel and let me experience this energy and don't let me lie to myself about what I'm feeling. Because sometimes people look so good on paper and sometimes people look so good to the eye, you, you, you lie to yourself about what you actually feel and discern about this person in terms of their energy. You don't have to be able to put your finger on it. You are not Sherlock Holmes. You don't need to solve the crime. You don't need to solve the riddle. You All you need to know is that something, your spirit man is really that something on the inside of you is not in agreement with this individual. You don't need to know why. You don't need to go and tell anybody that something about this person, that's not your business. That's not the way you roll. You just need to know that there's something about this person's energy that is not gelling with you. And you need to move on. I don't care how fine they are. I don't care how beautiful their car is. I don't care how much money they make or claim to make. I don't care how well dressed they are. If 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 you're not if the if the energy is not right, never ignore the energy. People ignoring the energy uh, have gotten themselves into life. Uh, threatening and even life-destroying situations. You see, because the energy of a person is the essence of that person. And so it's kind of like, you know, um, if, if, if you saw a beautiful, beautiful package, you know, say wrapped in birthday paper or Christmas paper, and it's got a beautiful bow on it, like it has expensive paper, but you, you can smell that something ain't right inside of this box. Don't open it up. I don't care how pretty it is. I don't care that it got your name on. If you, mm -hmm, and then something about it just filled the room up. What you don't like about it? Look how pretty it is. Look how pretty it is. No, no, no. But the, the essence of it is not right. It's not agreeing with me. And you ignore, you ignore your um, immaterial senses of smell and open that thing anyway and open up to something that will, may traumatize you for the rest of your life. Well, that's what I mean when I say you cannot ignore a person's energy. You see, because energy is the atmosphere a man creates. Watch this. Not only around you, but it's an atmosphere a man creates within you. And so it is with a man and a woman. A woman carries energy and she creates an atmosphere around a man. And she also creates an atmosphere within the man. When the atmosphere within you and around you is disagreeable, 
challenging. The part of you that is sensitive to energy is your spirit. It's the part of you that is most connected to God. This is why I say never ignore the energy. Because when, when a person's energy does not agree with you, it's like the highest order of a red flag because that's like God saying, time out, time out. Mm -mm. Don't go down this path. Don't do it. Your spirit is the part of you that is most connected to God. We're body, soul, and spirit. With the body, we are self-conscious, world-conscious. With the mind, or rather with the body, we're world-conscious. With the mind, we're self-conscious. But with the spirit, we are God-conscious. And all of you have that spirit within you that God is leading. But most of you don't, you know, you don't engage your spirit. You don't listen to your spirit. And that's the, that is the avenue whereby God is speaking to you saying yes or no, go or stop. And when you run up on a person and you feel that energy is not right, that's God trying to talk to you. Listen to what Job um, 3, 32 and 8 says, but there is a spirit in man and the inspiration of the almighty giveth them understanding. So I don't need to be able to connect. I don't need to be able to connect the dots because there's a spirit within me. And when I walk into a place and I meet people my spirit says, uh, my spirit says, uh, 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 and I move on based on the energy. There's no, there's no connection with the energy. How many of you have tried to make whole relationships and even marriages and even tried to produce families with people whose energy was never on your frequency? You thought as a woman you could change that. Wrong, wrong energy disturbs your spirit. Have you ever, have you ever, have you ever been with somebody? And I, as a man, when of course when I was much younger, when I was dating, which is a long time ago, there were occasions, man, that I was. I would I would date some beautiful beautiful women. I mean, just gorgeous women, and they were you know a lot of cases a lot of times they were interested for whatever reason they were interested, but the energy wasn't right. The energy just wasn't right, and and I'm I'm like you know, and just move on. And of course you know they're trying to figure out what's the problem. You know, air man I meet won't want to get with me, but. Once I, you know, once I started maturing a little bit, I realized that energy was important. And if a person's energy didn't agree with me, mm -mm, I wasn't that I wasn't that interested in sex that I was going to break the energy rule. Because when you start when you start dealing with people whose energy is bad, man, you 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 don't know what you're gonna come out of a situation like that with. And so as a woman, especially, you, you have to you have to listen to that language. You have to feel that energy. When your spirit is agitated, God is sending you a sign. Again, it's the most important red flag there is. It's not the most important red flag is not what you see of a person. 
It's not what you hear. It's what you feel. If you don't feel right with a person, don't ignore that. And don't go too far with it. And be able to be honest enough to say to the person, you know, let's just be friends. You know, because you're going to know this after the first date. You know, now they may put on a good thing and show you a lot of stuff and bring you to fancy restaurants and spend a lot of money on you and all of that. But if you know that that energy is not right, mm -mm. you cannot ignore that energy. You cannot ignore that energy. That's how, that's how, mm -mm, I won't say it. Um, because a safe man, the energy of a safe man is, is like this. A safe man will always make you feel safe. A safe man will always make you feel safe. A safe man with the right energy that's not looking to diminish you and manipulate you and control you will always make you feel seen. Not like you just there and you looking all around you. No, no, he's going to make you feel safe. He's going to make you feel seen. His energy is going to make you know that you are heard. See, a safe man with good energy, he'll turn the TV down to hear what you have to say. And that's intentional. When my wife has something she wants to say to me, now I'm able to just pause the, the, the show and return to it, resume whenever we're done. Because... I want my energy to always see my energy and my wife's energy. We we have to we have to do a dance, you know. We 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 gotta we gotta be in sync, and so I, since I'm the man, I gotta lead, and I gotta lead with energy that says to my wife, "Be yourself, be yourself, do your thing." I got you, I got you, I got you. You know what I'm saying? Take a dip right here. I'm I'm gonna hold you. I ain't gonna let you fall. Because a safe man with good energies make, make you feel safe, make you feel seen, make you feel heard. You are going to feel respected, not lusted over. See, that broken consciousness in you is longing for a man to lust over you. When you get healthy, it's why you don't need a relationship now. When you get healthy, you're going to search for a man who brings an energy to you that makes you know you are respected. You are equivalent. He's not going to talk down to you like, you know, uh, he's the prize and you you just uh, a, a slave or a servant. No, no, we are partners in dominion together. But that's the kind of energy he has to bring. And he's going to make, he's going to bring an energy that makes you feel important to him. You're going to know, he's going to make you know that you are his priority. So his language, his energy, and then thirdly, his treatment of you. The way a man treats you. A man's treatment is very important. Because what will happen is, a man will say all of the right stuff. And because you're, you're ignoring his energy, he will, he will tell you all of the right lies. 
and he will suck you in with lies and he'll even with his language he'll even open you up sexually and and uh turn you on sexually and then he will begin to exploit you sexually and then once he's once he's plundered your value for, without price he's taken your your most precious gift without even a commitment or a covenant then his his treatment of you will begin to shift. Again, that's why you need to take your time when vetting a man. You don't want to rush. Don't let nobody put you on no clock. Well, you know, it's been, it's been four weeks. It's been two months. It's been five months. No, 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 no. People can act for, for as long as that. You want to observe a man's treatment of you. Why? Because a man's treatment resets the expectations unconsciously. So if a man treats you well and you had never had that, his, his, his honorable treatment of you resets your expectations unconsciously. Now watch this. If you let a man into your life and you allow him to get into your soul with words and sex, he then understands that he can begin to gradually treat you with less and less and less honor. And he will gradually, unconsciously reset your expectations. A man can so reset your, your expectations that you'll, you'll be diminished to a place where you'll start agreeing that it's cool for a man to have a side chick. I'm watching women do it all day long. Let a man sit there and talk all that stuff to you and tell you about, you know, how much money he make and all of this kind of thing. And it's going to be hard if you get another man like me. And so, you know, I, I need me outside woman. And, and that man diminishes you to a point where you go to agreeing with that. You go to shaking you, yeah, yeah, yeah. You hypnotized. Because a man gradually reconditions a woman's tolerance one act at a time. Disrespect never gets better. It's designed to go farther and further and further. And see what happens is you'll get to the point where he ain't getting busted. He's doing it on purpose. He's, let, he's letting you catch him on purpose because all of that, the shock value of you finding stuff out. See, what that does is that 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 that's not the gradual drop. That's just a massive drop. See, once he gets you to the point where you 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 catch him doing stuff and he doing stuff intentionally and then he, you know, he act like he pulling away from you and then you call into him out, you know, let's talk, let's talk. You you promise you're not going to do it again? Once he hears that, he knows he knows your soul is tied. He knows your soul is tied. And so every weekend, he's going to set up a situation where you're going to catch something else. And now you're what? You're managed. You're manipulated. You're the puppet on the string, and he's the puppet master. He does whatever he wants. He goes and comes like he wants. Before long, he'll move another woman in the house with you. Because if you don't pay attention to the way a man treats you, and if you don't have... If you don't have more self-love, then you have so-called love for this man, which is really not love. 
you will always be abused. There comes a point that if you don't treat me right, I got to love me enough to let you go even if it hurts me because I'm not going to stand by and let you disrespect me because I love me too much. Proverbs 20, verses 6 and 7 says, Most men will proclaim everyone his own goodness, but a faithful man who can find it. Oh, everybody, a lot of men can talk good, but who going to actually do it? Then he goes on to say, the just man walketh in his integrity. A good man is not just talking it, but he's walking it in his integrity. You can watch how he treats you day in, day out, day in, day out, year in, year out, month in, month out. And he there's a consistency. What is integrity? Integrity is the integration of a man's promises with his actual consistent behavior. That's a man of integrity. A man that integrates what he's promised you with what he does. It's the integration. He's a man of integrity. He's not promising and doing something different. No, no. He, he, in fact about it, he walks it before he talks it. He shows it to you. He treats you in a way that baffles you because you've never been treated like that. In fact about it, sometimes your consciousness is so broken that it almost turns you off to be treated so well. A man that is treating you right does not have to apologize every week. I don't have to I don't have to apologize to my wife. It's a, it's a rare occasion. Now, you know, I do at times have to apologize for things I didn't intend. Um then when she tells me and she she makes me know it, you know, that she didn't like this or that, I say, okay, I apologize. But I never have to come back and apologize for that again. And it's a rare occasion that I have to apologize because a man that's treating you right is not having to apologize all the time. You got a man that's always apologizing. Those apologies are, are, are false. Those apologies are just keeping you on the hook until he reels you in to the boat of female slave conditioning completely. Because a man that treats you right does not have to apologize every week. The way a man treats you is reconditioning your standards. See, like my, my wife, for instance, um, now <laughs> I was looking the other day. Well, it happens quite frequently, actually. She'll stand at the car door and she'll wait. Even if it looked like I forgot, went, went around to my side, she'll stand over there and she'll wait until I come and open the door. Well, who taught her that? It took me a long time to get her to that place where I reconditioned her to a place of thinking and having the expectations of a queen. Now I've created a monster. She's going to wait. Likewise, if a man, if you allow a man to give you less than you deserve, you have to understand that you are, from this point, you are willingly participating in the degradation of your own standards. See, like, I, I, I can't say it enough. 
you know, a man goes out and he cheats on you. And I'm not talking about a man that makes a mistake because dudes do make mistakes. You know, men have some ridiculous sex drives and sometimes we just not mature and we have not grown up and we may make a mistake, but you don't make a mistake two and three and four and five and six and seven and eight and nine and 10 times. And every time you make this mistake, you coming back here and you apologizing and you falling on your knees talking about, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm going to never do it again. You've been saying this for the last five years, 10 years. You've been constantly doing the same thing. Well, every time you allow a man to just go out here and cheat on you, your standards are dropping and dropping and dropping. And while your standards are dropping, you have to also understand this. Your, your sense of worth is also dropping. And your anticipation that you can do better than this is also dropping. Every time you allow a man to treat you in a way that is beneath you and to give you something you don't deserve, that man is reshaping your inner self-perspective. And he's either bringing you down with his treatment or he's bringing you up with his treatment. Kings always elevate the expectations of queens. Clowns will always pull you off of the throne and drag you down to the gutter. So you have to you have to you have to watch the language of a man, pay attention to the energy of a man, and always analyze the treatment of a man. And when a man is not treating you right, you have to do like you know, queens do. My wife does it to me. My wife would check me instantly. You know, instantly. Sometimes we in we may be in a in a in a dinner situation and maybe I say something I ain't supposed to say. She have a look she give me. And that lets me know I don't like what you just did. I don't like what you just said. Don't do that no more. Queens always establish the boundaries. You're going too far. You're doing too much. And when, when you are a healthy woman and a man is not treating you right, you got to tell that man. And if he don't like it, let that be the last time he sees you. If he can't accept you speaking up for yourself, and I'm not talking about going out with your hands on your hips and popping gum and all of that, just clowning. I'm talking about a man disrespects or does not handle you properly, you're supposed to be able to say, I don't like that. Don't Please don't ever do that again. And if he can't accept that and apologize, he ain't enough man for you. So that's my little message for today. I hope you got something out of it. Um, don't forget to stop by my website. Check out all of my online programs that are still on sale uh, don't leave just yet. I want to pray for you before I let you go. Um, also, uh, be looking out for audiobooks for Queenology, for Kingology, and for Father-Daughter Talk. Also, very soon, we're going to be releasing uh, my, my latest book entitled Me, My, Mind, A Christian Perspective on Narcissist. And uh, very soon, we'll be releasing that. Also, this year, we're going to release the book the Training for Reigning. That'll be the third book in the trilogy. Father-Daughter Talk was the first, Queenology was the second, and The Training for Reigning is going to be the third book in the trilogy of books. Those three books really flow and go together. Um, sign up for my mailing list. You know all of that. Those of you that 
uh, need counseling of any kind, there's a link in the description for BetterHelp Counseling. Uh, you can go there and use that link and it'll afford you 10% off of the cost of the counseling. And they in turn will uh, drop a referral fee into the ministry. Now, um, let me pray for you. Let me pray for you. And my prayer for you today is for wisdom. My prayer for you today is for wisdom. Father, I thank you now that you will give your daughters and your sons even that are watching this the wisdom to be able to navigate a demonic and an evil world. God, I thank you for each of them now and I thank you for connecting them and tying them to me and Lisa's lives. And God, now my prayer is that the words that come out of my mouth will minister healing to their hearts and elevate them, dear God. And I thank you now, Father, for giving clarity. I thank you for giving peace. And I thank you, God, for empowering them to forgive themselves where they may have missed it. And God, I ask these blessings now in Jesus' name. Amen, 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 amen. Well, I love you guys. I really, really do. Thank you for all that you do. Thank you for sowing into my life. Thank you for supporting everything I do. I, I'm just so grateful for you. I, I really can't, I can't tell you how grateful I really am. Words are not adequate. I'm so grateful for you. But until next time, I'm R.C. Blake saying to you once more and again, uh, you're on top and you're going higher and God is more in store for you. So until then, have a great one.